everyone. Welcome back to Season 2, Episode 7 of Frog Flicks. I'm one of your hosts, Richard Edgman, and I'm joined by... This is Andrew in Houston. And Michelle Carter. And we got a lot of breaking news this Friday. So, Andrew, I think yours is kind of pressing, so why don't you start us off? Yeah, I'd love to start off. So, um, if you guys are aware, the Leaving Neverland documentary was released on Monday. That has to do with a different side of the story of Michael Jackson, who might have slept with a few younger boys in that case. So... Last night, going into this morning, uh, it was announced that The Simpsons is pulling its Michael Jackson episode in light of all the controversy that is going Mm -hmm. on. So people are definitely taking aware of what is going on in the Leaving Neverland documentary. I don't know what y'all think about this. Well, I've heard, I can't remember exactly who it is, but another uh, person in the documentary, or who's mentioned, is suing HBO for putting this kind of in negative light as well, saying they misrepresented his relationship with Jackson. So I'm not surprised, honestly. It seems like... This is just a clear controversy for HBO. I know they reported that it's one of the highest documentaries that they've had, like kind of up there with Going Clear. Mm, Definitely got a yeah. lot of eyes from the viewership. So mm-hmm. you've seen yes, you've seen both sections. I, I've, I've seen both parts. And so, of what it. do you what do you think? I well, as a film critic, I think it's a little slow. Okay. As getting a message across, I think it does a really good job. It is a little more one-sided, and I think that was kind of expected going into it. Mm-hmm. But there are many moments where it kind of just like punches you in the face with like, wow, I can't believe this happened. And whether or not you're listening out there and you believe it, it's just I think the message itself is strong. You shouldn't do anything stupid regardless of what happens. Uh, it had some really good interviews. It was nice seeing the parents' perspective on it because you could have the boys who were in bed with Michael Jackson, but you have the parents' perspective too, and one, one of their siblings is on it. So it's nice seeing the family respect perspective on it, and you kind of learn throughout, like, you listen to it, and you're, you're it's shocking for a lot of people, especially yeah, yeah. people who've grown up like myself, who have loved Michael Jackson growing up, and then this kind of hits you in the face, mm-hmm. and now... I'm just like, I don't know how to feel about Michael Jackson anymore because it really did hurt me because I just feel like this this never should have happened. Don't do anything stupid. Don't yeah. do that yeah, yeah, yeah. in general. So seeing this is harsh. And I, I the documentary uh, was made personally to make sure um, their voices were heard. Yeah. That was the main goal of the documentary, more than money, I believe. And mm-hmm. so hopefully people are hearing their voices and people are willing to speak up, but also it's very hard for people to speak up, so I don't know if people are going to speak up in light of this documentary. Yeah, I was just from the way you're describing it, it's much more about, like, the families are kind of exploring what happens in the aftermath of this crisis, mm-hmm. not, right. like, did Jackson do it or not? Yes. Which is interesting, because a lot of documentaries I feel would be like, here's the media moment, and mm-hmm. this is more in the wake of all that, and kind of living with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Oprah Winfrey uh, had a special after the documentary was released called After Neverland. Mm-hmm. And it has to do with her talking um, to the young men who were assaulted. And Oprah makes it clear that it's hard, especially when you're that young and something like that happens to you. You're, you're not going to process it like you, you would if you were our age or maybe a little older. Um, so it's very interesting to hear them speak out considering in the past they haven't speaked out when Michael Jackson was accused mm-hmm. in 92, I believe, and then 2002, 2003, he was accused again. So now it's 10 years after his death is when these people are speaking out. That's right. Yeah. That's really crazy to hear about it. Um, I would still recommend it. It's a good watch. I think it's a really good story being told, and that's what documentaries are about is telling someone's story, and I believe it accomplished that. For four hours, it might be a little too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, it's a long sitting, but I definitely learned some stuff along the way, too. And that was really interesting. That's about cool. That. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so, so kind of going off of yes. legal news, lawsuits, uh, you may have heard on Monday Kanye West decided he was going to, or there was a continued effort between Kanye West and his production company, Def Jam Records, and the kind of larger distri- distribution company, EDI, um, about how he was essentially could not retire, that there was a contract that forced him to be touring or working on music and he couldn't take a break. Um, and it kind of essentially putting himself in a corporate slavery, uh, which is going against his TMZ statements <laughs> he had made a little while ago. Yeah. Uh, but kind of interesting part of this lawsuit is that his lawyers are arguing that deal can only last seven years in California. So if we carry that over to other actors, not just musical acts, shouldn't it be that like actors that had CGI, like Carrie Fisher in the latest Star Wars movie, as well as uh, Peter Cushing playing Grand Moff Tarkin, also in yes. Star Wars, but does that, I'm curious, would that limit the CGI post-death to seven years? Like, could you? Probably not. Probably not? No. You still yeah. think they would do? That's my they question. Would, oh, they would still do That's it. my question. Yeah. Would you have, like, 20 years beyond? Like, Honestly, I could see the CGI thing just, just, that's, just happening. That's just the thing. It's just happening. The hologram yeah. Tupac forever. And kind of, <laughs> kind of like all these lawsuits. Like, people can sue, but they're probably going to find some way to defend themselves and just <laughs> yes. keep it going, keep mm-hmm. it going, which is unfortunate, but... I don't know. It's it's a tricky. This is a tricky one. A tricky yeah, one. I don't. I'm just more like I see this problem happening, and I'd love to know going forward because yeah. that was a big thing of actors working forever, essentially. Mm-hmm. Right, but, right, right. Because Carrie Fisher, she's no longer with us. How yeah. does Carrie Fisher feel about this? We don't know how <laughs> Carrie Fisher <laughs> yes. feels about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I I, I kind of I find it interesting right, yeah. to hear the ideas about it. But um, like I said, I, I think they'll be able to expand it just a little yeah. longer. I mean, look at like all copyright things with Mickey Mouse, for example. That's they a keep, great they example. Keep ex- That's they a keep good. expanding it yeah, over and over again. They rewrite the laws for Disney. Yes, yes. They re- <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if they rewrite the laws for any celebrity whatsoever. That's a fair point. I hadn't yeah. thought about it. Yeah. yeah. So, Michelle, what about you? What have you... So in like literary, literary news, um, Amazon Prime is going to be making a... TV show of The Lord of the Rings. And so now it was announced um, probably a few months ago that I had heard about it. But now they've kind of confirmed that the show is not going to be a remake of the three movies directed by Peter Jackson. And this is going to be like a prequel. So in so in J.R.R. Tolkien's um, original books, you have three like eras that happen in Middle yeah. Earth. And so um, Peter Jackson's movies are set in the Third Age. The Age of Man. The Age of Man, thank you. And then, so Amazon confirmed that this is going to be happening in the Second Age. And in this age is where the ring, the one ring that rules them all, yeah. is made and forged in the fires. And then Sauron, apparently, instead of being like the all-seeing eye, he's going to be like a man, no, man he'll be, he'll be So his death kind of signals the end of the Second Age into the Third Age. Okay. Kind of, so okay. the First Age is where, like, gods and like remember the balrog the guy like the demon guy with yes, the fire whip yes. so there was lots of those all over middle earth oh, and they were taken out in the end of the first age and mm-hmm. then it's the age of mortal ish creatures your dwarves mm-hmm. your elves and your kind of run of the mill humans who are the runts of the world but right. it's mainly dwarves and elves making empires you know makes sense your your kind of morkwood your legolas area <laughs> your, you know, yeah yeah kind of rivendale that stuff okay. so i'm hoping it'll be more like that you know, yeah, set and set the stage a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a without it being the Hobbit, it's a whole story that we don't know about. Like we've not oh, seen this, yeah. and so um, 
I really liked those movies. They were part of a really important part of my childhood. And so um, I'm really excited to have like an extended version, a series, and with new characters and stuff too, because, you know, at first everybody was concerned that this was going to be a remake and they were going to make it about like Aragorn's childhood and that movies shouldn't be based on, I mean, the the new series shouldn't be based on the previous material. It should just be something completely, a new prequel. And so I'm, I'm excited about that. Yeah, I think, it, I think it's with, a lot of potential. With Game of Thrones kind of yes. coming Ooh. offline. Mm-hmm. I know we'll, we'll get in there. Yeah, in we'll, little, get, there we'll get there in a minute. <laughs> but, like, the second age is a nice place to go in there because you're going to have a little bit of magic, but you're going to have mm-hmm. also these, like, kingdoms fighting for each other. Right. The world's kind of unexplored. You'll have your evil army under a, a giant mountain that will break through. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Literally. You're, you're, so, <laughs> so I've only seen two Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. I know. Which I'm, ones? Just I, the, the, the first... Um, the Twin Towers? The Twin Towers and... Okay, Fellowship? One? Fellowship. Yeah. Okay. So I, those are the only two I've seen. In the, that was a long time ago. Um, but uh, my question for y'all is people who are invested with Lord of the Rings, you're okay with this world being expanded, right? Are you okay? Or do you... Because I know we had the trilogy and then mm-hmm. we kind of went to the Hobbit trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm guessing the original, I mean, obviously it was way more more people connected to it than probably the other trilogy. Yes. Well, the Hobbit is the problem with Hobbit. It was a smaller book that became a tr- like a larger movie. Yeah. So there's kind of stretching. Lord of the Rings is long, but it, it matches. It's like an epic. I think a TV series is the best way to go with this because yes. you can choose where to go and what to leave out and kind of jump around. But the the book, I'm assuming they're taking a lot of reference to Cimmerellion, which is like mm-hmm. this kind of collection of the first two ages, is very vague in a lot of. There's a lot of things of this isn't explored, but you know where major battles are. Right, right, right. So it's basically like going off of the last seasons of Game of Thrones, okay. mm-hmm. where the writer said these things have to happen, but how you get there is not clearly defined. Yeah. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if all the production crew just gets bought up by Amazon. Yeah, that would, that would be surprising. Yeah. I mean, and it has been 20 years since the movie, almost 20 years now since the movies came out. So um, a a reimagination of that world is, I think it's worth it. I think it's going to be really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. But let's talk about let's talk about th- unless you have yeah, yeah we got Game of Thrones. I, Game I just want to talk about Game of Thrones. I'm, I've been you, ready. You, you, you name dropped it. So I did. Yeah. No, I did. So trailer released on Tuesday. I mm-hmm. almost didn't go to class because I was freaking out. <laughs> yeah. I was like couldn't comprehend. Uh-huh. And so what what was y'all's favorite part of the trailer? What are you most excited for? What do we what do we what do we think is going to happen due to the trailer? Oh my goodness. Oh. Who is Arya being chased by? Oh okay, I know. Okay. That's another. I question. know. Looking at the shadows, trying to figure it out. I don't. Uh, I don't know. Down with Jamie. I'm down with Jamie looking like he's in the north, surrounded by fire. It's like he's okay. in action. I love that. I know the end we were talking about, like the end of the last time we see Jamie, he's just kind of alone, you know, lost. It seems like he has direction now. I'm down with that. <laughs> I'm really scared for Jorah. Uh, Brienne <laughs> and, yeah. and Podrick. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> oh my goodness. They, that's what I lost. I was like, yes, Brienne, yes. Brienne. <laughs> uh, go to battle. <laughs> I, John, John and Danny walking up to those two dragons. Yes. John on a dragon. I'm excited. She's going to ride Rhaegar? Yes. Okay, so the, yes. I've been having this fight. Does John ride Rhaegar because he's named after his father and that's technically his name? Or does Danny get Rhaegar? Is this is the? I think Danny gets it. Right? I think John will get it. You think John's yeah, gonna get it? John's no. Wait, no. Can you explain that to me? Okay, so Rhaegar is the one male dragon. The he's the red one that Danny kind of is the most attached to. Right. Okay. And that's named okay. after her brother. Yes. Yeah, brother who was killed by uh, 
uh, Robert Robert Baratheon. Oh, no, no, okay. no. Yeah, yeah, and the yeah, Trident, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the the kind of future king of uh, the Seven Kingdoms, mm-hmm. which is John's real father. Yes. Spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> Spoilers if you haven't gotten that far yet. I mean, Look. you should have seen it by now. Yes. R plus L equals J. <laughs> yeah. There you um, go. I, I, I think I was really excited the most of the trailer, probably in the beginning when Arya was like, I'm excited to see what this face looks yes, like. Like, yes. death has many faces. Yeah. I can't wait to see this one. I'm really excited. And she's holding a dragon glass. I'm yes. Like, ah! she, yes. She's uh-huh. holding it. I think that was my favorite part. And then just when you kind of saw Brian at the end, I was like, no, no, like, please don't happen. And then Cersei, like, just drinking wine alone in King's Landing. Like, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I don't know what's and, up with that. And... Kyburn being like, I I put you here, like you owe me. That's real though. <laughs> like, yeah, like, you owe me because I I placed you here and I did this all for you. And she's just drinking wine, like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and like, Basically. ooh. But I liked the part. I mean, I liked all of the trailer. It was so good. But then there was parts that like seeing each specific character, like Tormund trying to get into the castle, or like Grey Worm and, and Missandei having that little moment and oh, they kissed. Oh, yeah. That was a good moment. <laughs> and he's putting on his helmet, like preparing for battle. I'm like, oh my goodness, it's going to be good. You know, he's dying. I mean, somebody has to. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Um, I think we should move on before everyone like yeah. stops watching yeah. because they're like, <laughs> yes. oh, okay, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Well, let's <laughs> talk about more streaming. Do we have any more streaming yeah, news? Yeah, I do, actually. So Disney... Uh, Last night, Bob Iger, the kind of CEO of Disney, announced that they're going to have a streaming service for Disney kind of TV shows and movies called Disney Plus. Uh, It's going to come out sometime either later this year or next year. Um, And it will have kind of Marvel movies, animated movies that have been in the Disney vault. So all of your kind of Thor Ragnarok, all your Guardians Mm -hmm. of the Galaxy are going to come off Netflix. Mm -hmm. First movie that will not be on Netflix is going to be Captain Marvel, which, Andrew, I heard you saw. Well, I guess the one thing is that animated movies that were in the vault will be taken out and there will no longer be a Disney vault to seal your like 101 Dalmatians or your Peter Pans. It'll all be up there for anyone to watch at any time. That'll be fun. So, yeah. It's so. definitely a good investment for money if you have kids. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yes. Especially. Absolutely. And even for maybe people our age, because you're going to have <laughs> Marvel, say. Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yep, all that will be there. All Disney's on everything at this point. <laughs> Deadpool might be up there eventually in like a few years. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be, yeah. wouldn't be surprised. Um, but, yes, let's go back. The real tea. <laughs> uh, let's go back because, obviously, for the past few episodes, we haven't been able to give our movie recommendations yeah. mm-hmm, because we've been mm-hmm. so focused on the Oscars, which I mean, I love, but I think it's time for us to move on past the Oscars yeah. and get back to our typical movie television show recommendations. Love so, it. Uh, like Richard mentioned, uh, I saw Captain Marvel last night uh, at its opening thing, and I really, I, guys, I really enjoyed it. Okay, uh, it was it was a very fun movie to go. A little sometimes it felt a little like off a little bit. Maybe the structure could have been a little stronger, mm-hmm. and I would have loved for Samuel Jackson's character Nick Fury to just be in it more because I loved his character so much oh, okay. in it. But overall the movie is really fun. It has interesting plot. I don't want to spoil much because obviously um, many people probably haven't seen it. Twists and turns, fun. A lot of female empowerment which on International Women's Day this yeah. film comes yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Obviously it's Today, a yeah. great way to go like kick it off with Captain Marvel. You're going to get a lot of that empowerment which I really did enjoy. There's a really cool. Good scene towards the like the end of the second act. I'm not gonna say mm-hmm. much, but you can definitely feel the woman empowerment going on there, which is cool. cool. Um, good amount of characters, fresh new. We get a few coming back. Ronan from Guardians comes back, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's fun to see him. Uh, but my favorite character is Goose, and I don't know if you guys know who Goose is. 
But Goose is, not spoiling much, is um, a cat that they find at a laboratory. Oh. <laughs> so you might have seen pictures of Goose yeah, on like those. Entertainment Weekly or anywhere else posting images. But mm-hmm. Goose is my idol. And <laughs> Goose and Jones from Alien Tie is my favorite cat in cinematic history. <laughs> so going to say. I first I'm, thought you were talking about Maverick's co-pilot. Oh. <laughs> I, I mean, so I went there, too. Yeah, well, yeah. well that, that's, I think that's, that's the joke. That, I had imagined. That's what's, yeah, yeah. That's what's, because it has a lot of. Um, There's a lot of like. Top Gun, Air Force, yeah. Air Force mm-hmm. references yeah. that go along with 80s. it. 80s. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and more, not, more 90s, I would say. Okay. Block, okay. There's a blockbuster immediately. Yeah. You uh-huh. have a lot of 90s music in it, too, which is so much fun okay. to cool. listen to. So you, cool. you get that 90s nostalgia, which I really liked about the film, too. Mm-hmm. Um, post-credits. Mm-hmm. Not going to say much, but there is one serious one that will tie and one fun one. Okay. okay. So... Get ready. I think that blew my mind away when I saw that post credit. I was like, ah. So I. That's prepping up for Avengers Endgame. It does prep up for Avengers Endgame. And I'm not going to say anymore because I don't want to spoil it for (laughs) y'all. Thank you. But I really, you got to say, at least least stay for the first end credit, if anything. Like the second Mm -hmm. one, it's fun. It's Mm -hmm. your typical fun. Not not as bad as the one from Spider Man Homecoming where like (laughs) Steve Rogers comes out. He's Mm -hmm. like, we're basically wasting your time with this. It's not like that, but it's still like the first one, like really. They know know where this falls in the Marvel. Yeah, we know where this falls. And I really. You'll, you, I think you guys will enjoy it. Um, it's an origin story, and it's more of an origin story. I'm sorry, I'm spoiling this of how Nick Fury like gets an eye patch. I will say that's, <laughs> that's. I feel like that's more of an origin story than Captain Marvel. I just want, awesome that, I want that as a title: Captain Marvel: Colon How He Got the Eye Patch. <laughs> how, how Nick Fury got the yeah. eye patch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, it's, it's a good movie. I think y'all would like it. It's fun. The other thing that's really cool about Captain Marvel is it pays a great tribute to Stanley. Just Aww. get ready, y'all. Yeah. Like I don't even want to describe it because you need to go in with the feels. Like mm-hmm. with the Stanley tribute, I was mm-hmm. honestly was close to tears. <laughs> but like, are we surprised? No, no. it's Stan. It's no. Stanley. I'm really excited. That's too. amazing. That's great. Yeah, love it so much. And so, what would you? What What is your overall takeaway? Like, what would you? Give it what like four to five stars. I, I would give it. I I gave it on my letterbox a three and a half. Possibly okay. considering rounding it up to four. Three and a half and above is good for me. Okay. Really good. Really fun. I'm fun, and that's I think the best word to describe it. I I I was satisfied by the end. It was a good two two hours long. Two hours and eight minutes. A great two hours and eight okay. minutes. Okay. Not gone to waste compared to other movies I've already seen this year. Not <laughs> to throw anything under the bus. Velvet bus. <laughs> <laughs> so no. You guys, I think you all will have a good time with it. Right, so cool. that's my recommendation uh, for the week. What about awesome. y'all? Um, so I have some TV recommendations. All they're, all of them are coming out on the same day. Um, so the third season of Queer Eye on Netflix, the fourth season of Catastrophe on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. It's an amazing British comedy. It's so funny. And then the A.D. Bryant show... Uh, on Hulu called Shrill. Those are all coming out on the same day, and I'm really excited. Um, it's like a darker comedy for her, completely different to her SNL characters, um, but it looks really promising, so next weekend is going to be full of stuff to watch on streaming services if you're looking into that. What day is that going to be? Next Thursday? Next Friday. Next Friday. Yeah, okay. March 15th. They're all coming out. Okay. And then a little bit of a shout-out, going back to the literary world that we were talking about, one of my favorite books ever in the world is 100 Years of Solitude, written by um, um, Gabriel Garcia Marquez, and Netflix is acquiring the rights to make a show out of that, and that's really cool because it's magical realism, and so it's um, it's it's like a society in a, in a made-up city, in a made-up little town, and magical things start happening. 
happening out of nowhere. And it's so um, the sons of the author finally gave their authorization to make it a show out of it. And it's going to be really cool. That's like one of the staples of Hispanic literature. But um, they've never been nice about loaning or giving the rights up to make films or, or TV adaptations. So this is going to be a really big deal. And, and it looks really promising, too, with all the magic in it. So it's going to be really cool. Nice. So like, just a shout out to that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I saw a kind of interesting movie, Alita Battle Angel. Okay. okay. So it's directed by Robert Rodriguez. That's right. And it's written and produced, well, it's co-written by and produced by James Cameron. Titanic. Ki- kind of like Avatar. Avatar. This is a, This is a film he wrote, like, probably in the 90s, a long, oh, long time ago, okay. and said it couldn't be done in the current CGI world mm-hmm. and shelved it alongside Avatar. But as he's been kind of going and getting interested in the sequels to Avatar, he mm-hmm. was like, I have this script. Nobody wants to make it. Robert Rodriguez says, I'll do it. Sure. And he's like, okay. <laughs> but it's basically an anime or an ana- like a, or a manga in real life. Okay. It feels like the 13-year-old boy in me loved it. The <laughs> film critic in me saw a bunch of problems with okay. it. <laughs> like, okay. Makes sense. As far as plot structure-wise, it kind of like... It, you feel like there's three episodes in it. Like, you could definitely break it into a, a television show. Mm-hmm. But technically... Just like Avatar, it is amazing. So you have the main actress. Um, she's a fully CGI'd character. They did performance capture on it. It was the guys who did, uh, speaking of Lord of the Rings, Weta Productions. Oh. Who did, you know, Hobbit, Lord yeah. of the Rings, mm-hmm. Planet of the Apes, all these, like, amazing design. And when she's lit, you feel like she's really there. The You still have that a little bit of Uncanny Valley where you know it's a CGI character. Mm-hmm. But in the plot, they basically reference her as not being fully normal or human. Like, they acknowledge it. Okay. And so your brain, like, it, it's like, okay, that's real. Yes. It's not everyone pretends she looks exactly like a human. <laughs> so right. you actually buy it. Okay. Makes sense. Really fun watch. Great Sunday noon, Sunday afternoon pick. You mm-hmm. know, kind of just like want to put something on, have a good time. I can't. Re- I don't know if you if you're interested in seeing it, go watch it. Okay. But if you're like, that's not for me. It's definitely not for you. Okay. Like, good to know. Definitely doesn't seem like anything I would. Right. It's but it's if you're if you're going all right, I would check it out. Okay. It's, so it's kind of hard to fully encapsulate, mm-hmm. but it was enjoyable. Uh, some a lot of people I've talked to are also fans of like manga and anime. We're also definitely drawn to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's good. It's good. Okay. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, it doesn't seem like my cup of tea, personally. <laughs> well, did you like um, the new Ghost in the Shell movie with Scarlett Johansson? I never saw that. Okay, so it's okay. basically that movie, but, like, it's a remake of Ghost in the Shell without being a fully remake. Sure. Okay. Mixed with a little bit of the action in the RoboCop remake is the best way to describe it. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Um, any other recommendations from y'all? Because I, I, I'm good. No, I think, well, spring break's next week. Yes. So yes. we won't be here, but I'm, I'm going to definitely catch up on some oh, stuff. Oh, it's going to be nice mm-hmm. to just watch movies, sit down, relax. I know. Yeah. <sighs> Done. A little so. bit, a lot of news to catch up on. Yes. Kind of, we've been focused on the Oscars. We did forget to mention one thing about the Oscars, Steven Spielberg's letter. Oh. Right? That's right. So, I don't know, kind of going back to industry news, Steven Spielberg is going to petition the Oscar, or the Academy, that net, movies on Netflix should not be allowed to be, like, qualify for Best Picture mm-hmm. or certain Oscars. Uh, Netflix has responded in the snarky tweet. That they, 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 they did do a snarky tweet, and I retweeted it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people felt that way. Yeah, <laughs> uh, what did the tweet say? 
that we movies are should be available to everyone mm. or should be like in theaters and something else and these are not mutually exclusive I see um, okay yeah Andrew will pull it up but yes. Spielberg uh, his people at Ed Amblin Productions Amblin Studios have said that Spielberg feels very strongly about this and he is going to speak with the Academy in April formally oh, so that's something to definitely look forward to oh that's gonna okay. be fun I can't wait yeah, for that yeah that's some tea the, the tweet said we love cinema here are some things we also love access for people who can't always afford or live in towns without theaters letting everyone everywhere enjoy releases at the same time giving filmmakers more ways to share art these things are not mutually exclusive yeah yeah that's Dang. I, Spielberg is canceled after recreating my side story <laughs> like he does not need to recreate <laughs> <laughs> I don't want him to do yeah, one side story and we have a lot of things a good things coming out from Netflix later this year like especially Scorsese with his new film Ooh, yeah. yes. it's partnered with Netflix exclusively I mean it's going to be out in theaters for a little bit but you know that's a major thing and he's mm-hmm. a major director and he yeah. would probably be upset if his movie didn't get any sort of recognition yeah. just because it's on Netflix yeah just because it's on Netflix I mean Cullen Brothers really something right. on Netflix yeah. like, mm-hmm. it's not like it's only indie directors and nobodies who yeah. are putting stuff on Netflix right. it's a bunch of big names and it's, obviously they're playing it smart because yeah, I think I put my work on Netflix too if I could. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of. I feel it's weird if the Academy thinks it's about art, but if you're worried that Netflix is not showing numbers of box office, then but why should that affect art? If movies aren't mm-hmm. the most popular one and it's not just revenue, then should it matter what distribution network it comes out of? Essentially, right? Yeah. Like yeah. movies are movies. It's good or it's not. Right. Um, yeah, it's but, crazy. We'll we'll see we'll how it goes. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to yeah, this. Yeah, we're gonna have to keep watching that one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in. As always, mm-hmm. any announcements? Yeah, just follow us on. Find us first of all on iTunes and Spotify, and then yes. subscribe and give us a follow on Twitter as well at Frogflix. We'd be lucky and excited to have you. Yes, thank you so much for being loyal, paying attention. Yes. we love y'all. As yes. always, you guys enjoy your spring breaks. We will see you soon. Bye. Right, bye. Bye. Thank you.